Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, whiter looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists, and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop, and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes, plus it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out lumifyeyes.com to learn more. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And welcome back to another episode of Jewel. I am. I so badly wish we weren't tired when the Super Bowl ended because I want to be able to have that same energy I had right after Rihanna performed, and I don't know if I will be able to fully recreate it. Listen, I have no doubt in our ability to channel that same energy. The funniest, most unexpected part of the night for me was that we didn't record immediately after Rihanna finished because you were so into the game. Wait, that was crazy. I do not know what got into me last night, but I was having the time of my life. I was like, hmm, this football thing, not so bad. (laughs) You were really cracking me up. And also, I have to say that I'm glad that we let everything set in and we're now recording in the morning because I feel like there's a very specific depression that sets in when you realize that the halftime show is about to end. And it being Rihanna specifically, I was watching that and it was over after 13 minutes and 51 seconds. And I said to myself, damn, we are never going to see her again. Well, that's the thing. It's like you knew that those 13 minutes, 51 seconds, you were holding on to every single one because for all we know, it could be another 10 years. I mean, she is the ultimate troll. That is Rihanna to a T. To have us all sitting here speculating A, about who she's going to bring out to her performance. It's her baby in her stomach. We're sitting here going, she's going to go on tour after. She's going to drop a single at midnight. She's going to drop a single and it's going to be sung for the first time during the performance. She comes out pregnant and she's literally laughing in our face. She's like, you're not getting any of that anytime soon. No, she's like, I'm going to promote Fenty and I'm going to be on my merry way. And we love her for it and we hate her for it. Right. I mean, listen... I know that there is definitely a mixed reaction among the public. I will say for myself, I was having the time of my life. I understand this wasn't the most intensely choreographed performance. There weren't outfit changes. There weren't surprise guests. But for me, for 14 minutes to just sit there and be in bliss while Rihanna in all red is suspended above the field, like that was my personal heaven. I have zero notes. I have zero complaints. I understand people that were looking for something different, but for me, I couldn't have been happier. Here's the thing, which is like so important to note in the discussion of like the quote mixed reviews, Rihanna is by far our coolest celebrity. There's no debate there. She has an unmatched level of coolness and that's what she was always bringing to this performance. And I feel like if you are somebody who is a big Rihanna fan or somebody who has watched Rihanna throughout her career, this was perfect. No notes, 10 out of 10. Every song's a bop. Of course, she wasn't going to be able to fit in her entire Rolodex, but it was good. you were never going to be able to get that. And everything she sang was just perfect. If you weren't a Rihanna fan and you're hoping for the theatrics of a Super Bowl show, yeah, you're going to be probably a little bit disappointed, but that's not who Rihanna is as a performer. No, exactly. She is not the type of performer where it's about the theatrics. To me, she's the type of performer where it's about her sheer presence and how powerful that is. And I saw a tweet from someone, George Johnson, that said, that performance whelmed me, not over, not under, but whelm. And I saw that that was a relatively common take, which to me, exactly to your point, it depends what element of a performance you were personally going to be over or underwhelmed by. Because for me, It's exactly what you said. It is her coolness. It is the fact that she can somehow be suspended above air on the Super Bowl stage, yet seem so unfazed and so chill. To me, that is overwhelmingly appealing. That's what I'm taken by. And like you said, yeah, it wasn't as intensely choreographed as maybe some people would have liked or some people would have expected. 
she was also pregnant. That's a huge factor of this that just can't be ignored. But in terms of what she brings to a stage, her presence, her raw talent, a unquestionable number of just bops and hits that have become the soundtrack to our lives for so many years, even though she hasn't released an album since 2016. I mean, to me, Rihanna is just one of a kind and there is not one complaint that I have about that performance last night. Even in my head thinking that she was going to bring out Jay-Z or maybe bring out Eminem, the fact that she just commanded that stage alone said, I don't need anybody else up here with me. I don't need any surprises or special guests. I just need me. Like, I can't for one second be mad at that. No. And you know something? The fact that I went into it thinking she was going to bring out Jay-Z and then I was still not disappointed when she didn't, to me, that speaks volumes to, as I said earlier, the sheer power of her presence and the way that she can just captivate an audience. Although I'm going to tell you, Julie, I knew it wasn't going to happen. I was 100% sure that it wasn't going to happen. But when work started playing, I thought to myself, if Drake comes out right now, I think I'm going to drop dead. I knew that she wasn't going to because of the ASAP Rocky of it all. And especially pregnant, she definitely wasn't going to bring Drake out. But God, I wish they never dated. I wish that that never like came to fruition because the bridge that was burned as a result of it was not worth what we got out of it for like a very, 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 very minor period of time that we weren't even fully privy to. Like if I could go back in time and change one thing, I would just say, you know what, guys, I know there's so much sexual tension between you. You are two of the hottest people on the planet, but trust me, don't do it. Well, what I would say to them is let's take that sexual tension and channel it into some iconic performances where it can all manifest itself in terms of creativity. Let's not allow the sexual tension to then screw us all out of future collapse because that's kind of what happened. And like, by the way, I get it from both sides. Like what? As Drake, you're going to have the chance to be romantically involved with Rihanna and not take it. No, that would be crazy. But yeah, from the perspective of someone consuming their music and them together as an art form, holy shit, the possibilities would be endless. So Mother's Day is coming up, and I know sometimes it can be difficult figuring out what to get your mom, because realistically, no gift is going to do justice for how much you love and appreciate her. But I'm sure you've done the classic, you know, bathrobe, candle, sweaters, gift cards. If you're looking to mix it up, I want to tell you about Aura Frames. So they were named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. And it's just the kind of gift that is guaranteed to bring joy because realistically, there's nothing our parents love more than seeing us. So for them to be able to see more of us, even if you don't live close by, like that is probably the best gift you could give a parent. They're Wi-Fi connected. They come with unlimited storage. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. And it's easy to set up. It takes about two minutes to set up a frame using the Aura app. We have one in my kitchen and... Every time my dad comes down for breakfast, like it just makes him so happy. There's pictures of me, pictures of me and my parents when I was little, pictures of my grandparents. Like I think as a parent, you never get sick of that. And it's just the kind of gift I know she will love. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code CBC at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Doing your hair has the potential to be such a time-consuming process if you're not using products that really work for you and honestly really work with you. And for me, I'd say generally speaking, my hair is pretty easy to manage, but it does get frizzy. I have a lot of split ends, so I'm always looking for things to manage the frizz. And recently I've been into a new product from Way. It's their anti-frizz cream. So it's a really lightweight cream. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours and also heat protection up to 450 degrees. You're kind of killing two birds with one stone. Then the thing I really like about it is that it helps reduce and repair split ends while quenching dry hair with intense hydration. So you can feel like it just feels good on your hair. For me, I get out of the shower. I always spray in the leave-in conditioner. I've told you guys about that before, but I love it. A little anti-frizz cream and you're good to go. I also, I mean, I love a lot of things from Way, but I like their detox shampoo. I don't use that every week, maybe once a week, maybe once every other week, but I feel like it gives my hair a really, really good clean. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code CELEBS for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code CELEBS.
And you know what? All of those hypotheticals aside, Rihanna still did the damn thing solo, absolutely killed it, pregnant. But yes, I I would be lying to you if I said that I didn't have a moment of fantasy of what could have been. But can we just go back to the pregnancy thing? Because, you know, like, holy shit. <laughs> like if this wasn't a Super Bowl performance and it just came out that Rihanna was pregnant with her second child with ASAP in an article next week, this would absolutely be probably the first story that we were talking about. It almost somehow is like buried now, even though it should have been the biggest reveal. How fucking iconic to be that kid and know that you made your debut inside of your mom, who is Rihanna's stomach during her halftime Super Bowl performance. I I can't even imagine what that would feel like. Well, if we want to keep ourselves the most honest now that it's been confirmed by her rep, you know, when she first comes out, starts performing, you're turning to the people that you're with, you're texting your friends. Is she, is she pregnant? You're Googling Rihanna pregnant. You don't want to say anything, but you're wondering it the entire time. And I saw a tweet that says something like, you know, how bad has media literacy gotten that here is this woman so clearly announcing her pregnancy yet still no one gets it. And to me, it's not so much about media literacy. It's more so that we have consciously unlearned to not publicly speculate on a woman's body. And everyone is so terrified terrified of being offensive or feeding into the exact type of discourse that we've consciously fought against that it wasn't until we had it in writing and her rep confirmed it that anyone was going to actually say it. But I'll tell you that, yes, it was an iconic reveal. I think she could have held her stomach for like one second later to really make it a moment because it was not until after the fact that we got that confirmation that I would have felt comfortable saying it on this podcast, I swear. Right. Like it wasn't necessarily a abundantly clear. Also, the biggest factor here is that she just gave birth in May. So aside from like how we would typically want to operate and behavior that we had unlearned in terms of not speculating on a woman's body, there was also the aspect of not speculating because this very much still could have been her postpartum body. And no one wanted to shame that fact and no one wanted to assume anything. And so there was this confusion of, is she pregnant? I don't want to speculate on her body. And also if she's not, that's totally okay too. And I don't want her, like, I don't want any discourse out there that would make it seem like it's not. That's exactly what I'm saying. Because yes, you watch the performance in retrospect. She was clearly centering it. She wanted to make it known, but she wasn't centering it enough to the point where you would have felt entirely comfortable just saying like, holy shit, this is an announcement. So it was, if I was to give one critique on the entire thing, I think that the bump could have been held for like three seconds longer to really cement that moment because that ambiguity for those like, you know, 11 minutes towards the end, you really didn't know. I will say though, the second that that Hollywood Reporter article came through to confirm that pregnancy, talk about an unmatched level of excitement. No, fucking forget about it because then it's a free-for-all. Then you don't have to worry about potentially coming off as offensive. You don't have to worry about not wanting to feed into the thing that you're fighting against. Then you can just celebrate the moment. And yeah, wow, she did the damn thing. Mazel tov, Rihanna. I've already watched it three times since it happened, by the way, the, the whole performance. For me, this fed my soul. Like, give me 14 minutes of bangers where I know every single word and a little bit of a makeup touch up midway through with a mattifying powder from Fenty. Like, yes. Fuck me up. Fuck me up. Don't you think in theory, every single performer would love a little bit of mattifying powder in the middle of their performance, but like, there's no way to do it that doesn't just look like you're getting a touch up on stage. Like Rihanna has somehow monetized a touch up. That's exactly what she's done. Listen, she's she's a businesswoman first. I will give her that every single time. You know, the other thing that was funny about this performance in terms of the lead up to it is that I felt like this time more than any other time, there was so much speculation about what she was going to start with, what the set list was going to be, what she was going to sing. It created the most fun game ever going through all of her hits, saying what she could possibly start with, creating your ideal set list. Like you can do that for any artist you would want. Like here's to the Glee cast being the halftime show next year. Right. (laughs) I'll tell you though, another really fun part of it was the people that predicted it correctly and had their predictions on video so they could stitch that video on TikTok with like them getting it right. That must've been a good feeling. 
Did you have a prediction? We never spoke about that. I didn't have a prediction. I was just happy to be there. I know. That's why I didn't even ask you because like it would just be so unlike you to like predict it. I don't know why though. Like Isabel and I were going back and forth, our ideal list, what we thought, like literally exactly what beat we thought she was going to come in for, what she was going to sing, when it was going to transition to the song. Like we were trying to predict every single thing. And I never even asked you because I was like, this is a game that she just doesn't want to play. No, she just wants I'm- to be happy in the moment and surprised. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. I was so happy to be there. I was elated. That is the word that I would use to describe myself for those full 14 minutes. Absolutely elated. And then how fun is the after Super Bowl once it finishes? Watch of all of the past halftime show performances. You know, I was watching Prince on the treadmill this morning and that rain was a motherfucking paid actor. It's regarded as the top of all time. Say what you want about Katy Perry. 2015 Katy Perry absolutely slapped. No, see, I won't engage in any say what you want about Katy Perry because she is the pop star, the icon that we do not give her due to. And I will stand by that. Teenage Dream is just a no-skip album, but that's completely besides the point. I was thinking about her halftime performance. And you know how I always say to you that I wish that you could go on Twitter and type in a date and go back to what your Twitter feed exactly looked like on that day. If I could do it for one day, there is a chance that I would have picked Katy Perry's Super Bowl performance for the Twitter reaction to the left shark. <laughs> yes. That's, by the way, I know we've said it before, but that's really a feature that should exist. Not, not like a this day on Twitter. Uh, this day on Twitter, immersive experience. So you're not just getting a full list of what the tweets were. They're coming up in real time as they were day of. Right. Like I want to type a date in and have it take me to exactly what my Twitter feed was on that exact day for that exact event. Yes. Cosign. Also, can we talk about some of these Super Bowl commercials? I would love to. <laughs> JLo and Ben for Duncan. Fuck me up. Grab me a glaze. I saw a tweet today that was like, Unfortunately, I fear that we do need a J-Lo and Ben rom-com, and I I agree. I think that that's their best setting. Don't show me them at the Grammys. Show me them at Dunkin' Donuts. Wait, by the way, why is that unfortunately? To me, I, I actually feel fortunate that we're, we're all as a society realizing that we need one because you want to know something? This is not a Rihanna situation where it's like, we need new music, but God knows we're not going to get it. Oh, we need to tell J-Lo we need a rom-com? I don't think it's unfortunately in the same way. So it, like explaining this to you is like when we try to explain certain jokes to your dad, it's just like the the Twitter humor of the word unfortunately being different than the normal usage of the word unfortunately. No, it's not just that. It's not just the Twitter humor of it all. It's also because people really enjoy playfully making fun of JLo and Ben as an entity, which I fully understand. But I think leaning in to the power they could have together is just far more fun. I'm leaned in. I'm leaned in too in a way where I still will take the time to absolutely appreciate every joke Twitter throws at them. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? I don't like it? I do. I just no, like- No, you know, no, stop. Because you get very defensive of Ben Affleck. Yes, I do. And I stand by that. I still am thinking about the Grammy situation. The best way I can describe you, and I actually had this moment as it was happening where I was thinking, if somebody overheard us having this conversation right now, they would think that- They wouldn't believe that this was really how we spoke. And you looked at me when we were walking and you said, I just just feel bad for Ben Affleck. And I think him being at events is really overwhelming for him. And I just wish everybody would maybe just be a little bit more sensitive to that. And I was thinking, as you were saying this, like, no one can hear us. We are not on a podcast. You are not saying this for any reason other than like, deeply, that is what you felt. (laughs) No, exactly. It's how I felt. It's like last night. I could not give less of a fuck about the outcome of the game. Like whoever wins, God bless you. You played your heart out. But when there was a few minutes left and the Eagles guy gets that penalty for holding, I like turned to my dad. I'm like, I just can't do this. I can't imagine how how he's feeling right now, the weight of the world on his shoulders. Like, I I don't know why I take that on so personally. Like it's, it's his job, you know, but it, it, it kind of impacts my viewing experience of things a little bit. Chrissy Teigen tweeted it during a game, like I think in the playoffs where there was like a big play and and somebody messed up. She was like, I I can't handle it. Like I can't handle the feeling of like when somebody does something bad in a game, like it's not your fault. They should have been playing better before. Like that's how I feel too watching it. I'm like, you are on the biggest stage in the world and you just like did something that wasn't the best move ever. Like I will think about this. Like I can't sleep now knowing how upset you must be. (laughs) 
I know. It's like, you know how they say that women oftentimes will date men that they feel like they can fix because subconsciously or consciously they get something out of the activity of fixing a person? Like, I don't necessarily want to date someone I need to fix. I want to date someone that just lost in the Super Bowl because of their own error. And like, let me let that be my job to sit there and be their comfort person, you know? I I can't explain it, but that's kind of how I feel about Scott Disick. Like, I don't want to fix him. I just want to comfort him. Yeah. You just want to like make him a cup of tea, right? And just like be a completely non-judgmental receiving point for his like inner turmoil, right? I I don't want to date Scott Disick. I really don't. I do, however, want him to put his head on my shoulder and let me play with his hair for a little bit. And like make him or heat him up, in my case, matzo ball soup. Yeah, like I just I like I feel very maternal towards him, I think. And like mm-hmm. A not entirely maternal way. Yeah, no, we, we could unpack that a little bit later. I know exactly what you mean. I don't know if other people will know what you mean, but I know exactly what you mean. Also, you know, call me crazy, but you're going to tell me John Travolta comes out with Zach Braff and Donald Faison doing a Grease tribute for T-Mobile? Like, I was having the time of my life. No, I'm sorry. We can't talk about T-Mobile without talking about Bradley Cooper and his mom adorable love when brands lean into famous heartthrobs and their mothers cast her in his next movie cardi and offset mcdonald's meal all right fine twist my arm I'll all right McDonald's. Twist, twist my, my arm, arm. <laughs> i'll get a mcnuggets with fries and a diet coke <laughs> also the tubi commercial which i know everyone is talking about really played us all because every single person I'm sure had the similar experience of those three or so seconds before you realize it's a commercial and you think someone in your watching space is sitting on the remote and it is going to be your absolute life mission to figure out who that is. I'm telling you that caused a couple of divorces last night. Oh, definitely. Or at least some people sleeping in separate beds for the evening. For sure. Jennifer Coolidge for Elf. I mean, This is what I love about Jennifer Coolidge. She says in an interview, a passing comment about wanting to play a dolphin, which she thought nothing of at the time. We take that, run it into the ground, and then make it the focus of a Super Bowl commercial that premieres in the prime spot right before halftime? No. I'm sorry. Talk about power being unmatched. That was a really specific example of trying to explain something to a parent because try explaining to your seven-year-old dad not only why Jennifer Coolidge is having this renaissance, but also the dolphin correlation. And then on top of it, why a primer needs to be sticky and what a primer even is. (laughs) Like There were so many steps there. He's like, I don't understand the glass doors on a face and that's supposed to make you want to buy the primer. (laughs) You want the makeup to stick to it, you know? No, that is so funny. Like, <laughs> it was so important that there was like um, a moment where the analyst came on and had a discussion pre Rihanna so that you could take that time to really explain to your parents th- all of those elements of that commercial. You're so right. <laughs> a lot of elements. Oh, also Hellman's, John Hamm, Brie Larson, and Pete Davidson. Like, that is the exact type of ridiculous commercial that I'm into. I felt like last year, and I didn't feel that way this year, even though there were some teasers for the commercials, I felt like last year when I was watching, I was like, what is the purpose of any of these commercials? We have seen all of them on Twitter, every single one of them leading up to the Super Bowl. This year, I didn't feel that way. Like There were a couple of teasers, but I was still happy when they came on. And the only one that I felt like we had seen before was Miles Teller and his wife doing the Bud Light commercial. I could watch that 500 times and never get sick of it. So I actually welcomed the fact that we got to see that again. But I felt like overall this year, it was better than last year commercial-wise, didn't you? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Although again, I'm not the person that you're going to come to if you want a really thorough analysis of what could have been done better in these commercials. Because I am the definition in this type of a situation, like I said, of just happy to be there. You know, like how fun is it to watch a, a game for three or so hours and on the commercials to have like every major celebrity just pop up. That is like my dream. Yeah. Like I'm never going to complain at that. I only get a little bit annoyed when I feel like there's no surprise element to it or like the celebrities weren't maybe utilized in the best way. But like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just here for a good time. Can we talk about one more thing before we move on? The one element of Rihanna's performance that we did not talk about that is- No, I mean, yes, yes, ASAP. I was going to say the ASL interpreter who was the star of the show besides Rihanna. 
unbelievable. And I am so glad that the day after, now that everyone's processed the performance, there's a real spotlight on her because she deserves every second of it. I thought you were going to say ASAP on his A-Rod shit filming her with just like the biggest smile on his face. He was he was very, very adorable in that moment. I was happy that we got that footage truly. For anyone who didn't see it, we'll put the link to that in the description. I think one of the reasons that I really like their relationship, even though we haven't seen so much of them together. And I've said this before, but it's because the way that we all view Rihanna as just effortlessly cool, constantly in awe of her, I feel that ASAP views her in that same way. And so it's it's not just that I appreciate them together as the power couple they are. I also feel a sense of camaraderie with ASAP because we're both thinking like, yeah, you can't believe she's real either, right? Well, that's like the post that we put up of of Jay-Z looking at Beyonce from the Grammys and everyone was and it was like, wow, the way that Jay-Z looks at Beyonce and it was quoted. It was like, we all look at her that way. He's not special. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I had a really fun time. This is like the exact type of thing I love recording after because I just feel like we're both on a high. The only bad part about last night is that we didn't get to watch it together. I know. But you know what? That was a one and done. I, I can confidently say that will never happen again. I hope so. So the weather is finally getting a little warmer. And one of the most fun parts about the seasons changing is kind of the wardrobe revamp that comes along with that. And if you're looking to update your wardrobe without spending a fortune, I want to introduce you to Quince because I really think that they do quality essentials kind of better than anyone I found. And I've told you guys about them before, but specifically as the weather is getting warmer, their linen dresses, like such an easy throw on, so comfortable, such good quality. To me, if you put on a linen dress with a pair of white sneakers, a little cardigan over your shoulders, to me, that is such a chic look. Also, their washable silk blouses. They are so comfortable, but you look so put together. They have great like scoop neck t-shirts, just comfortable, easy staples. Like that is what I like about them. I think that you can really build just a quality wardrobe collection with their essentials. And the best part is that all Quinn's items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and then passes those savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm rather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash CBC to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash CBC. Let's talk about something near and dear to our hearts, our furry companions. Life is full of unexpected twists, just like the ones we love to uncover about our favorite celebs. But sometimes those twists involve our four-legged friends. Imagine navigating the unpredictable world of pet parenthood, where every day is a new adventure. Our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, wants to share a message to help make sure you're prepared for any unexpected curveballs, whether it's a sudden illness or an unplanned trip to the vet. Spot Pet Insurance can be your secret weapon against the unexpected. With Spot, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills, helping you with those surprising expenses that seem to pop up when you least expect them. But wait, there's more. Spot Pet Insurance plans go beyond just offering coverage for accidents and illnesses. You can enhance your plan with their preventive care benefit, ensuring that routine wellness, vaccines, and more can be covered too. Head over to spotpet.com today to get a quote instantly. Trust us, it's the easiest thing you'll do to help secure the well-being of your dog or cat. Visit www.spotpet.com today. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductible, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com slash sample hyphen policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. All right, let's get into this Megan Fox Machine Gun Kelly situation, shall we? Yes, because I'm honestly very confused. Me too. And I would really like to process this all together kind of as a group. But also, let me just preface by saying, by the time that this episode comes out, it's very possible that we find out a reason behind all of this that isn't a breakup and is a little bit more contrived for some sort of business situation or music or product promotion. So I reserve the right that anything we say actually ends up being irrelevant. Go to caveat. So let's go through the series of events because we wake up Sunday morning to Megan Fox posting an Instagram, a few slides, some mirror photos of her, and the last one being a videos of what appear to be letters burning. And the caption is, you can taste the dishonesty, it's all over your breath, which is a lyric from Beyonce's song, Pray You Catch Me, which is about Jay-Z cheating. 
She also deleted all of the pictures from her feed with Machine Gun Kelly, unfollowed him on Instagram, and only now follows Harry Styles, Timothy Chalamet, and Eminem, who, as we know, Machine Gun Kelly has major beef with Eminem. There was then a comment that someone left saying he probably got with Sophie, who is his guitarist, to which Megan Fox responds, maybe I got with Sophie. She then deleted her Instagram entirely. If you go to search her profile, it doesn't come up. Again, that could change by the time this episode comes out. He has also seemingly deleted most of his photos with her from his feed, and he has unfollowed her on Instagram, again, at the time that we're recording this. Something to note is those photos were taken Saturday night, and she was with MGK that night. There were photos of them together at Drake's pre-Super Bowl party. So hypothetically, if this really does signal a breakup in the way that a lot of people think, it must have been something that happened overnight because they were very much together the previous night. I guess my overwhelming feeling on this before we break it down together is I know this is being regarded as a breakup, which it totally could be, but I'm personally not sold yet. It still feels a little bit contrived to me, almost like I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop because I feel that something is about to be announced. Could not be the case. Maybe this is a real breakup. I'm just not fully there yet. Yeah, there's something off. But then again, I would say there's something off to me about their relationship as a whole, maybe. So I, I I don't know if that's necessarily an indicator. I think the thing for me that made me feel like this maybe wasn't for sure a breakup was the reply comment about Sophie, which we'll put the link to our post in. To me, that felt very joking in nature. And had he actually had some sort of an affair, which she alleged in the caption, I can't imagine her joking about it or her saying that she may be hooked up with Sophie. I, I don't know what's going on there. But there was a period of time where people were trying to put the pieces together and thought that maybe it had something to do with the Super Bowl performance because Megan Fox is the girl in the Love the Way You Lie music video. And, you know, the last slide of the burning the letters is very, you know, corresponding to the Love the Way You Lie music video and Rihanna coming out for the halftime show maybe thought that there was something with MGK and Eminem and and Megan, I don't know exactly what that would have looked like, but I think that people thought that there was maybe a connection there. Clearly, after Rihanna's performance, we realized that that had absolutely nothing to do with it. And so now I think we're all kind of left being like, what's going on here? And like, maybe this is real. Well, let's just go down all of the different avenues for a second, because if we want to engage in the thought process that this isn't real and it's all some sort of PR to get attention around something that they are promoting in the next few days. And as I said, initially, I was in that camp. The only thing that feels a little off about that to me is, like you said, the caption very much would lead the public to feel as though he was unfaithful. And if this is really not true and it's all an act, given the way we've seen MGK recently in some of his interviews, I mean, I'm specifically recalling his red carpet interview with the Grammys with Laverne Cox, where he was admittedly, you know, feeling a little bit anxious. He did not seem to be in the best mental state. I can't imagine them voluntarily putting him through what the public shame is, even if it's short lived and then proves to be untrue. I just don't really feel it's the kind of thing that he would like to engage in at this moment. So it would almost feel like kind of a high price to pay for something that ended up not being the case. However, I could find myself using that same logic to explain my confusion about her doing that if it were to be real, meaning, you know, hypothetically, if this is legit, they were together the night before. So something would have had to happen overnight that, you know, she found out about, got so mad, woke up the next morning and said, fuck it, I'm posting this. And I know, you know, she's a very like passionate, intense person and their relationship has seemingly been filled with a lot of that. But I feel as though, given the state that he's been in, that's not the type of thing that she would put out to the world knowing the response that it would get, even if she had so much anger towards him. The way that Megan Fox has presented herself and the amount of interviews I've heard her do, it doesn't seem like something that she would do because she seems more tuned in with like his emotions than wanting to get her initial anger out in that way. I guess my question is now, like, where does that lead us? Because if it feels like she wouldn't tease some sort of PR move by alleging cheating and then having to have him even temporarily deal with the public shame of something he didn't do. But also at the same time, we can't imagine her having this initial reaction, especially considering the mental state that he has been in in the past and and maybe currently 
we can't envision her acting in such a way that would trigger that even if he did do something wrong and even if they did break up for real, where does that then leave us? Right. I guess it leaves us in a place of severe confusion, which again, if I'm forced to make a choice between is this real or is this contrived as part of a greater activation, I'm going with the latter. I just don't see it going down in this way because, okay, they were together on Saturday night. We saw photos of them very much together. Something would have had to happen that night where she woke up, was so pissed, and before even you know, dealing with it internally, she immediately goes to Instagram. I, I just don't see that being the case. I know you could see it being the case given the way that they have presented themselves and specifically with Megan Fox. Like she's nothing if not intense. She's kind of made it very much her personality. But at the same time, if you ever listen to her, she's very calm. She's very centered. She's very much the type of person that like thinks things through spiritually. And I just can't imagine her first reaction to finding out her husband is unfaithful going onto the internet and posting about it. That's why I'm not there yet. I, I I may look so stupid. It may come out that they broke up and this really was, you know, her explaining it to the world in that way. It's just, it feels strange to me. I don't think that, it, I don't think there's any scenario in which it comes out one way or another and, and, and you or anybody should feel stupid about it because like, how, how are we supposed to know? It's just clearly a very confusing situation. But I think that if you were to ask me in this current moment, I'm leaning more towards this breakup being true. So interesting. And I think if you were to ask me in this current moment, I'm leaning more towards it not being true. Just because how intentionally press-seeking it feels. It's not just the deleting the photos with him. It's not just the caption. It's also the then following Timothy Chalamet, Harry Styles, and Eminem. Like, that feels like it was something done to then be turned into a meme. You know, the only thing that I'm a little bit confused on is her deactivating her Instagram entirely. If we're treating this whole situation like every different piece is, you know, something on a bulletin board and you have to put it into the category of real or fake, that would be one thing that I would put it into the category of real because specifically brand-wise, the last thing you're trying to do when creating attention is delete the person's Instagram, even though it's of course going to, you know, be reinstated. So that makes me feel like, oh God, maybe she was so overwhelmed by this situation and the internal heartbreak she really is feeling that she just said, fuck it, let me get off social media. Like that is a piece of all this that I guess I would put into the real category. Fun game. I'm going to call it an element of this and you say real or fake. Okay. Following the three people that she follows, Timothy Chalamet, Harry Styles, and Eminem. Fake. Like to me, feels like a move designed by her and her PR team when having a vision board that is centered around Twitter reactions. Okay. Deleting her pictures with him on her feed. I'm going to put that in right down the middle because I think that that is a real reaction that Mm -mm. a lot of people do. Real or fake? Real or fake? Mm. Real. Responding to the comment about Sophie. Fake, right? The slide burning letters. Fake. Wait, hold on. First, you give me your answer and then I'll explain my reasoning. Yeah, letter burning, I would say fake. Oh, here's one. You could explain it one second. One more. The caption of the Beyonce quote about cheating. Like, fake. Julie, how are we going to say that Megan Fox, who is like an A-list celebrity, mere hours after her breakup is posting a photos of letters burning, is following Harry Styles, Eminem, and Timothy Chalamet, and is making a Beyonce lemonade lyric her caption? That feels like if you were to put into an AI calculator, what are the most dramatic ways to publicize a breakup? Like, that's it. I know. It feels very fake. I just don't know if it is. Well, I think, I think like the elephant in the room that we're all trying to, you know, process here is like, out of anyone, maybe ever, this is the two people that we maybe consume the most of yet are simultaneously the most confused by. So- There are elements to this that actually do seem rather real because even given everything we just said, you know, Megan Fox is kind of like mystical aura and the way that they've leaned into some of what they've leaned into does lead you to believe that maybe she would be burning letters 
just hours after finding out about infidelity, right? So like there's aspects of it that I do kind of get because their relationship does feel a little bit like they're drinking each other's blood kind of shit, as they've said. Yet at the same time, I'm like, there is no way Megan Fox, the A-list celebrity, is doing it in this way. No, you know what the actual biggest elephant in the room is here? Mm. It's not real or fake or what everybody thinks. It's what everybody hopes, which is like, I feel like we're all on the same page and hoping that it's real. You mean hoping that they, they're broken up? Yes. No, that is very much the overwhelming public opinion. I guess I don't really feel that way. Not because I think that there are these soulmates that are meant to be and need one another and they're this like ideal couple. I'm just like, you guys had this really strange thing going that just worked for you. And like, who else are you going to find that's down to play into it in the way that you both are? You know, like, I don't know. It seems like they found something good. Okay, so the thing is that with them and the reaction from the public, I feel like overall most people are just kind of a little bit annoyed by them. Like they have this cosplaying Angelina Jolie, Billy Bob Thornton thing going on that just won't die. And like, I get all of that. And for me, it seems like their relationship went from like intense passion to being like intense draining. And that's not something that you necessarily want out of a relationship at least for me it's not something that I desire like I don't desire the type of intensity that then takes a toll on the other person and that's what I feel like we're seeing with them right that's not ideal and not that I could call on individual circumstances that lead me to kind of feel that way but I I get what you mean and I would not be surprised if that's kind of something taking place I don't really know and like not that I don't really care I do care I'm very curious but I will just never be invested in them as a couple in the way that I am a JLo and Ben, a Cardi and Offset, a Rihanna and ASAP. Like it just doesn't bring the same spiritual reaction out of me. So at this point, I'm on my Nancy Drew shit. Like I'm just curious because I want to know, not because I am so intertwined with their love story, you know? Right. It has nothing to do with their actual relationship. It's more like the social media patterns that we're following and then trying to figure out. Like we just want to know the information at this point. It's not even about them. Right. Like say what you want about Travis and Courtney, their PDA, all that stuff. No one I think has any question about whether or not not only their love is real, but also their love is lasting. I Yeah, I think so. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, in conclusion, we still don't really know. And your guess is as good as ours. I think in this moment, I'm standing by my skepticism about it being a real breakup, but we could come on next week and I could sound really stupid for saying that. So we'll have to see. I feel like it's a race against the clock to get this episode up before something else comes out. I know. That's how I feel too. People have so many different reasons for wanting to learn a new language. Maybe you have an upcoming trip or just want to pick up a new hobby or a skill or just connect with a new culture. I know for me, when I was abroad in Barcelona in college, I'm not going to say that I was fluent in Spanish, but I definitely got to the point where I felt really confident conversing. And when I got home, my dad said to me, Emmy, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And he was so right. Like I entirely lost it. So Rosetta Stone has been really helpful for me. So if you are in that same boat or you want to learn a new language completely, you want to brush up your skills, whatever it is, I want to tell you about Rosetta Stone because they're the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it really kind of immerses you in the language that you want to learn. So first of all, they're the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. It's fast language acquisition. So they immerse you in many ways. First of all, there's no English translation. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language, which in my experience, I know I'm getting it when I start to think in the language. It's an intuitive process. So you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. And it's designed for long-term retention. Also, in terms of speech recognition, they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation and it's convenient. So desktop and app options with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. And it's an amazing value. You're getting lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off, which is a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Comments by Celebs listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash comments. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash comments today. Apartments.com believes the dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. 
With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. And listen, we all have our non-negotiables in terms of what we really want when looking for an apartment. I know for me, natural light has always been really important. I just know myself and I am a happier person when I have that natural light throughout the day. And I also told myself that in my next place, I will definitely have a washer and dryer because you just can't beat that convenience. And I know it can be hard to find, but when you find it, I think it is so worth it. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Remember how in last week's episode in the Kardashian recap, we got onto that entire conversation about Kylie and her potentially being single and you bringing up the point about some of the photos she's posting and people feeling that that's representative of this new single era, that whole thing? Yeah, of course. And I was like, yeah, I could totally see it, but I also feel like they're constantly on and off. So her being single doesn't feel like it's a permanent thing to me. Who knows? I don't even think the thirst traps are necessarily representative of that. I had a small change of heart this week when she posted that roundup and the second slide was her in the outdoor shower holding flowers, which I'm not typically a fan of overanalyzing little social media elements to then make major claims as to someone's relationship status or whatever. But the flowers in the outdoor shower did feel very Miley to me. Oh, I could see that. Well, you know, my thing with what Kylie has been posting in her recent content, I just feel like I have to give her the benefit of the doubt if we're going from the angle of like, these are clear thirst traps in saying like, they are thirst traps, the purpose of like reminding the public who Kylie is. And if that catches male attention, so be it. I can't be in the camp of their thirst traps for the purpose of catching Travis's attention. That's why I'm on the side of like, oh, she's definitely single and this has nothing to do with Travis. Well, wait, I never thought any of the thirst traps has anything to do about gaining Travis or any other male attention. It's exactly what you said, like doing it for herself. And let me just remind everyone who Kylie Jenner is. I'm saying only specifically the flowers one. We're not dealing with a celebrity that's out of touch with the current trends and the current pop culture landscape. I don't think as Kylie Jenner, you're posting a photo to your 380 million Instagram followers holding flowers while knowing that Miley Cyrus's song Flowers about her single empowerment era basically is chart topping, not knowing the correlation the public will draw from that. That's what I mean that it feels intentional to me. Can I be honest with you? Mm. This is the most off-brand thing you've said on the podcast ever. I know. <laughs> I'm just I am being like, I am like so shocked to hear you reason that. That is so unlike you to like, because you know, if somebody had posted, not to put you on blast, if no, somebody had blast. tweeted that, if somebody had tweeted that and said like, "Oh, Kylie Jenner hinting at single era, like post flowers, like." hinting at Miley Cyrus's like independence of, of this. You would be like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. I know. And I will fully own that, which is why I'm saying for me to scroll through a Kylie Jenner roundup and be taken aback by a photo of her holding flowers. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like if I'm thinking that aren't other people or am I alone in this? Did you not think of the flowers thing until I said it or you did? No, I, I didn't, honestly. And I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just so surprised to hear you say it. I think that if I had brought that point up, you would have been equally as caught off guard by me saying it. No, I totally would have. I was so caught off guard at my own reaction, which is like, you know that I really am if I'm willing to say it on here and sound stupid. No, I, I don't think you sound stupid at all, by the way. That's how I'm saying it. I just, yeah, wow. It, it is really interesting that that's where your brain went. Also, Can wait, we, the, photo, oh, the photos that Candace posted? Yes, wait, wait. Oh wait, wait. my God. No, no. But the, the second to last slide that Kim just posted where she's literally laying on the floor to get the angle of Chloe. Like, yes, that is my girl. No. I, I, this took me out. Well, there's two things. Because there was another thing that I wanted to talk about in terms of Kim posting where she just posted a clip from watching Magic Mike and was like, had a girl's night, watched Magic Mike. Like, oh my God, I'm dying. And it's like a, a scene of like Channing kind of like going down on Selma Hayek, like not fully, she's, she's wearing a dress in it. But I had this moment where I was like, oh, Kim's about to re-enter her horny era. Like when she texted Pete because she was DTF, like that, I really hope that we're about to see that Kim again. Kim, Kim and her Bridgerton watching era. 
Yes. You know who I want to see Kim with? I said it to you the other day. Give me a Kim and Michael B. Jordan hookup. Oh, give us Did you see that. his Rolling Stone pictures that just came yeah, out? Obviously. I saw his Rolling Stone pictures and I also saw that every bus stop on my walk to Central Park is just like his his Creed photos and it really does something to a girl. It catches you off guard at 8.30 in the morning. And you're just it throws you right back into your Bridgerton era. Yeah, it throws, yeah, for real. These photos of her and Chloe are insane. I'm into Kim with a curtain bang. I love it. Love it. People have been, you know, there's a lot, there's been a lot of conversation online about people feeling that her face looks a little bit different and like it totally does. I can't really pinpoint exactly what it is, but yeah, I don't, I don't think people are crazy for saying that. I don't know. Eyes maybe? (laughs) I don't know. I can't even try to pinpoint it. And honestly, I consume so much of her face that it's hard to differentiate. I'm just looking at these photos and I am like, God damn, you guys look amazing. Chloe is killing me in these. Chloe looks to die for. The reason that Chloe kills me in these isn't just because of how beautiful she looks. It's because of the confidence that she's radiating, but it's specifically the confidence that I feel partially she derives from the way that Kim hypes her up. Like I am yep. seeing these photos and the the first thing I'm thinking of is what's, what was the audio? Like if I could just have a voice memo of their conversations during them taking this impromptu photo shoot. That's what I want because you know that Chloe is standing there and Kim is the same way she was when Chloe was doing her first complex shoot. Remember? Of course. No, I I know. And and that's what makes their relationship so special. I I completely agree. Like, I I think there is something very powerful about the two of them together and it continues to to be more powerful as we see pictures like this come out of the two of them. Mm -hmm. I also love the anklet that kim's wearing i'm really the into the idea of an anklet i love that for you the best thing that has been posted by them today though is not kim it's not her watching magic mike it's not chloe in this photo shoot it is 100 the fact that northwest debuted a picture that she drew of ice spice and m the talent i don't even know what to say she's I know, just- north is carrying the family on her fucking back right now there's a lot of discourse right now about how there isn't that much going on. There isn't that much drama with them. They're giving us very little compared to what they've given us in the past. And I can't say people are wrong about that. But North, North is giving. Yeah, duh. North's always giving. Best Kardashian content of the week, hands down, is slide six of Kim's skiing roundup with that little photo of Sam. <laughs> he is so cute, Julie. What about the cousin's photo that's taken at Scott's house? I know. They're getting so old. It is so wild just like watching them grow up oh my god we didn't even talk about i'm sorry we didn't even talk about in the super bowl section blue ivy with jay-z at the game i'm sorry when did she become a little mini adult you know i know there is a lot of conversation currently right now about nepo babies blue ivy is the blueprint and the best thing about watching her grow up is that when she's on that field with Jay-Z, not that she said anything to to give you this impression, but she, to me, radiates an energy where it's like, she knows, she understands the power that she holds. I know. And somehow it was equally on display last night as it was when she joined Beyonce on stage in Dubai. Hard agree. This was fun. What a time to have a pop culture podcast. I mean, if I could choose one time in history of a pop culture podcast, it would be after Rihanna does the halftime show at the Super Bowl. So yeah, I'm feeling very grateful right now. Me too. Me too. Okay. Well, we love you guys. We'll see you later this week for our bonus show. Isabel and I will see you for Bravo next Monday. Our production company is closed for President's Day. So Monday's episode will come out on Tuesday. And I think that's all. Thank you guys for listening and for letting us do this and for caring in the way that we do. We love you. Bye.